welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where we talk to bands you love, talk about concerts, and answer your burning music questions. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode, I'm talking to R.J. Hale, drummer and vocalist for Grammy-winning rock band Hailstorm. R.J. and I talked about all kinds of stuff, but mostly we talked about Hailstorm's new album, Back from the Dead, which is out May 6th on Atlantic. Hailstorm's also on tour this summer. They're heading out on the road with Blackstone Cherry, Wolfgang, Van Halen's Mammoth, WVH, and Stone Temple Pilots. So check out their website, hailstormrocks.com, for more tour dates, ticket information, and the lineup for each date, which changes depending on where they are. It was really great to talk to RJ. I always love talking to that guy, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Real quick, I do want to remind you that you can listen to Pops and Hisses, the podcast, and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. But now it's time to talk to RJ Hale of Hailstorm. Let's get into it. Yeah, so you guys are starting tour in just a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like, like uh, what's the date today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, at about maybe a week and a half we're starting, yeah. Awesome. You excited to be back out there? I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this run. Uh, I, just because I'm such a massive fan of all the bands that we're with. I, if you would have told me 10 years ago that Stone Temple Pilots would be opening for, for my band, I probably would have slapped you like Chris Rock. I would have just been like, not only does that sound insane, but that sounds blasphemous. And yeah. even now it still kind of seems blasphemous. But um, I'm just really excited to get to see him every night. Yeah, the lineup's a lot of fun. Um, that's a cool... For us, for us on the other end, it's a fun, it's a good ticket to buy. It, it's it really a good is. You get to see everybody, you have a really good time. It's a fun day of music. I mean, STP, Blackstone Cherry, which we've been friends with since the beginning. We've known those guys for like 20 years and we've been super, super tight with them for so many years. And, uh, and of course, Wolfgang Van Halen, who we got to meet when we were making our second record. We were making Strange Case of Hailstorm when we met, uh, uh wolfie it was before miss the misery was even a song of ours like <laughs> uh, so we, we, we've known him for a long time too and i'm really so amped to finally see what he can do live i've yeah. never ever got to see him perform so i'm really excited about that yeah i haven't either so that's one that i'm really excited about i've actually seen everybody else <laughs> on the bill though not never together except him so that'll be it'll be a cool one. Oh, only time i got to see stp i got to see them one time with a chester long long time ago yeah and that was really cool um but i'm really excited to see them in their new lineup i mean uh, right they they we did a festival that we did download festival with them and he i mean all of them absolutely crushed it um yeah so that was that, that's gonna be really exciting i'm just uh, i i get to see stone temple pilots for free every single night <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> that's great well rj it's been an exciting time because like you guys did some dates last end of summer last year you guys played with evanescence in the fall did some festivals and stuff now you've got the new album is just about to come out and then the summer tour too so like all kinds of momentum just a good yeah. time for your band yeah uh I'm, I'm just glad that uh that we, we came out of on the other side of you know that really weird crazy time where everything was shut down and we were just kind of not really sure what the future of our lives were going to be because we had dependent on touring. Touring is like pretty much 90% of our income now because music is, you know, I've made this analogy so many times. I feel like in the old days you would make an album and then you would tour to promote your record and to sell your record. 
Now you make an album and you put it out for free to promote and sell tickets to your live show. So it's Great. completely backwards. So uh, during the whole lockdown, we were just like, oh no, like we had to, you know, touring was all we had left. And now that's gone. It's like, well, now what do we do? So it was, it was an unsure time. Right. And um, it, a, a little bit about Back from the Dead. I was reading a little bit about it, uh, an interview Lizzie did, and she was talking about how you guys actually started making the record before but then kind of continued on writing songs because of that. Like you said, you just didn't have a lot else to do. There was really nothing else we could do, but write. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I feel a bit ambivalent about the whole thing. It, it was bitter. It was bittersweet. Cause like the hard part of course was obviously not being able to perform not being able to play and having our entire world flipped upside down. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, the hardest part for me was just talking to fans online and, trying to be there for them and trying to provide entertainment for them because they had depended so much on going to live shows to help them get through their daily strives and, um, and uh, strifes, whatever. Uh, and the same thing with us, like, you know, uh, music is our therapy. It's what helps us get, I, I am diagnosed with anxiety, depression, just the kitchen sink. I, I'm a messed up individual. So uh, music is what keeps me balanced. And uh, so for me, like, uh, I, I could still get through the pandemic because I was actually really excited to actually have time to focus just on writing, you know, without yeah. having so without being pulled in so many different directions. And just was like, okay, I've got a window from two to three 30 sit down and write something ah, you know it, you could be much more organic and just kind of take your time and i got to, i would just hang out on zoom with with uh some of my friends and some of these legendary songwriters that i had looked up to my whole career and now i'm just hanging out with them drinking wine or drinking coffee and and just sitting down and just writing music and just coming up with ideas and in a very organic way so i um i think the silver lining to the whole pandemic uh for us was that we just we were really able to really hone our songwriting because that's all we could do so i think when we finally got in the studio to make the record we all just felt like we were much stronger as writers right and it lets you kind of workshop those songs and come up with lots of ideas and try lots of things i'm sure um i love especially what's that we, we got to get experimental with it yeah. not only with the writing but also the recording process too yeah and i loved i, I was gonna say i just love the rhythm section <laughs> the ah, drums on the record are awesome and it sounds you sound so dialed in on the record which i ah. not that's not to say you didn't before but it just sounded so good and i was like i wonder if they just had lots of time to just lay those stuff down especially a lot of times talking to musicians they say well you got to go in and get the drum tracks down first it's the first thing you do you don't have any time like we got to go record the rest of the record. And uh, I didn't know what the process was like with that, but it, so the, the process of re the process of recording was kind of backwards. Like we started with the vocals and that was oh, wow. uh, our, our co-producer and main songwriter, Scott Stevens, who had written most of our bigger songs. He wrote Mr. Misery. He wrote apocalyptic, amen, you know, so many. Um, so uh, he was like the number one, person we wanted to recruit to write with mm -hmm. and he ended up kind of uh co-producing the record because he ended up producing the vocals over top of the demos so which was kind of beneficial for us because when, when it came time to then track in the studio we had a better understanding of what the finished result was going to sound like right right that's really cool um I liked the kind of songwriting themes that popped up on the record too. Like back from the dead itself. It's 
like kind of like a you know a rebirth song and the bright side was kind of similar you know yeah. talking about having the the bright side of life um, it felt i don't know if this was on purpose but very much coming out of the pandemic and having new things to look forward to i think it inevitably seeped its way into uh the writing because we were all going through it at the same time and we were all staying in constant communication with our fans and hearing their ups and downs and that was that really was a lot of fodder for songwriting yeah yeah um i did want to ask you just in particular about the the drums the rhythm section uh yeah. between you both on back from the dead the track was just very just very ominous but man it was really hard hitting can you tell me about recording that song in particular playing on that so song? i i can <laughs> i think i can thank um the pandemic and working with scott over the pandemic uh to i think i can credit most of that to what you hear on the album now um so long story short like you know when we got signed it was mid 2000s and we were uh when we first went into the studio to make our first self-titled record not only were we inexperienced players you know i mean somewhat semi-inexperienced players it was our first time making a major album on a major label um but we also felt like we had to kind of play it safe in the studio we couldn't really do anything too crazy had to keep everything very simple because it had to fit on what was currently on rock radio at the time you know we were competing with bands like creed and nickelback and stuff like that and we had to kind of keep it in that same vein of like not getting too crazy but i think over the years you know now fast forward to this album it was definitely the first album in the it was for it was my first experience in the studio and hearing a producer tell me to play more all the times uh it was like oh simplify play less play it more basic like and which was fine like that was what we had to do at the time but i feel like uh not only are we at this point in our career but i think that music fans in general just they want to hear cool parts they want to hear cool musicianship they want to hear fun stuff so when i was writing with scott not just for hailstorm but with you know various other things um i would send him you know uh drum tracks drum files that I would uh, write and then he would listen to them and, and he called me. He was like, you can play this stuff. It was like, yeah, like this is the way I like to play, you know, like, I mean, you know, obviously I have, to, I had to kind of compromise with uh, all the stuff that we put out, but this is the way I like, if you want to hear me fully unleashed, like this is kind of like stuff that I like to play just on my own. And, uh, and he was like, dude, like I, I didn't know that we need to apply this energy to the hailstorm record. So he starts throwing me all these curveballs with all the hailstorm demos. He's like, dude, let's do something insane right here and do it here and here and here. And then I got in the studio with Nick, who Nick is, I have, you know, needs no introduction. He's one of the best producers and has worked with some of the most legendary drummers in the world. Dave Grohl, uh, Braun from uh, Mastodon, uh, Neil Peart, Will Hunt, Ray Luzier, and of course, Taylor Hawkins, RIP, buddy. Yep. Ah, oh, that's a conversation for another day because that was yeah. really devastating. But um, I, I like, you know, I feel like we had gotten to a point as a in, in our relationship as a producer and as a drummer where he felt more confident in me as a player. And I had so much trust and faith in him as a producer because of, you know, his track record and how much, and, you know, so we had we had this great mutual respect for each other. Um, and with this record, you know, it, it, it kind of felt like, well, let's just let's just make this record as if it was the last record. We're, we're, you know, <laughs> if, if the world was going to blow up tomorrow, like what would the record 
be like our last ditch effort. And uh, yeah. so, so you know, we were all kind of on board. It's like, let's really just go for it. Let's just give it our all. And um, so that was the really fun process of making this record. It was so challenging because bear in mind, Nick also, he doesn't like to do things in sections. He wants me to play a full tape front to back. So I oh, had wow. to, after we wrote the song and, and programmed all the drums, I had to, I had to memorize the entire track and play it front to back. And sometimes that would take like three, four hours a day just to get a, just to get a full track where not only was it, were all the parts right and correct and perfect, uh, but also the energy was there. Like he yeah. wanted me to put myself, he, he's like, I want you to visualize playing this live. Like, don't worry about being so accurate. And, and uh, you know, it's like, obviously just, just hit them hard and pretend that you're playing live. Give, give me that energy. Give me that unleashed RJ that, that we need <laughs> in the studio. Um, so that was the challenge. And, you know, obviously I don't have a crowd in front of me when you're on stage and you get the energy from the crowd, you just inevitably go into that. But when you're in a studio with two guys behind the glass, looking at you, it's hard to get in that mindset. So I, that was the challenge too, was just like closing my eyes and trying to visualize playing and performing the song on stage. And, uh, and I could feel it like when he would hit the talk back mic and said, it's like, dude, we, we got it. We captured it. You know? So it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. I kind of felt like I was acting like, like it, I, I, I <laughs> yeah. kind of felt like, you know, okay, I, maybe this is what actors have to do to prepare for a role. You know, like you're in the sterile environment on a soundstage with just crew people and a camera in your face. And you have to pretend that you're, that you're, you know, grandma just died or something. You have, to, you have to put yourself in that mindset. So I had to kind of not, not, not like that, but I had to put myself in the mindset of giving right. it the live energy. Yeah. And, and keep that going. Like you said, for three or four hours, that's, <laughs> that's a it lot. Was, it was tough. Yeah. I, I came home. I would take like ice baths. My body was oh, killing God. me, but it was, uh, but I was committed. I was like, I want like this. I, you know, like when, when you make an album, when you're playing live, you can mess up here and there, but when you're making an album, it's forever. So I was like, I need to make this count. Like I, I really can't mess this up, you know? And, uh, uh you know, it, I'm, I'm so happy how it turned out. Cause not only are the parts really interesting and fun and cool, but, um, you know, Nick and Nathan, uh, his engineer are just mastered, just mad scientists when it comes to drum sounds and just sounds in general. It, it, I think, mm -hmm. uh, thanks to them, the record sounds amazing. And thanks to Scott, the parts are amazing. So it was just a great team effort. That's awesome. Everything you're, you've been talking about is just what every drummer wants to hear. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess, you know, go big, go huge, do what you want. Like try something, yeah. new, be aggressive, like don't simplify it. Just like go really hard. And yeah, it's like, that must've just it, been it, a great so experience. It, it really was. And, and I think that after 20 years of, of having to stifle and or not stifle, but having to kind of, um, rein in my playing in the studio to give it space to, to, to leave space for other things, I think is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I like, that's always kind of been our MO when we go into the studio is like create space. So when we perform these songs in arenas, they don't sound like a jumbled mess. Like there's space, there's room to breathe. So, but yeah, when we started doing that on this album, we would listen back and be like, sounds kind of dull, honestly. Yeah. I think we need to. So, um, I don't, I don't know when the pivotal moment was, but just for, I, I think, I think after working with Scott for, for the past year and just him, just, I think also having more trust and faith in me as a player, 
uh, I think all those things combined is what is what made the decision to be like, you know, okay, scratch all that. We just want to, we want to give the listener energy. We want to keep them engaged. We want to give them something crazy and fun and interesting to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Well, it comes through on the record. It's such a dynamic sound. It's exciting to listen to just on my headphones. I had to turn it off. I was like, Oh, (laughs) RJ's calling. I got (laughs) to turn the record off. again. (laughs) get, Get on with you. But, uh, it's just such a dynamic, big, full sound. It sounds so good. So I'm excited to see that live. I know you're not gonna be able to play the whole record start to back, (laughs) start to finish. But, um, are you excited to play these live, get these out in the crowd? And like you said, just kind of go for it. Yeah. We've been rehearsing them, uh, and we're still rehearsing them. And, uh, and and, you know, this is our next challenge. Like all of us are, (laughs) when we were first getting together and, trying to remember the songs and relearning right. them and, and figuring out how to play them live. That was when we all looked at this and we were like, man, we really made our bed, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be, um, it's going to be really, it, uh, we're not quite there yet, but I think, but I, I have faith and confidence in us. I think by the time we hit the road, we'll, we'll have these songs down and yeah, yeah we're going to slowly start putting the new ones in the set. And, uh, and now that the new songs, you know, it's funny, uh, we had the same experience in the studio because um, by the time we recorded Wicked Ways and uh, songs like that and uh, songs like Bombshell and and uh, we went back and retracked all the old songs and, and tried to up the energy. So <laughs> now we're kind of in the same situation where we're like, we're looking at all the old songs now and thinking like, how can we rate? Because now there's such a stark difference between the energy level of the new songs right. and the simplicity of the, of the older songs. So now we're trying to think of ways of bringing the older songs up to that level of energy. So all those things. Yeah. That's really fun. And do it without breaking yourselves, your arms, your voices. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, like there was like there were there were some of those moments where we looked at each other. And we're like, now I understand why bands use backing tracks, because we don't use backing tracks and we have to figure out how to make all these sounds just amongst the four of us. And that is the one of the biggest challenges. The, a, a real big challenge for me, too, is playing all these crazy parts. And I'm doing so much singing, too. Yeah, like there's so many vocal parts that I that I need to sing, and so many high notes and screaming parts, and so uh, th- those are other gears that we hadn't tapped into yet. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see it when you guys uh, get out here. It's gonna be Thanks. Excited. for sure. I'm excited to play them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and nervous. <laughs> They're gonna be yeah, yeah. tricky. <laughs> I have to imagine for you too. I mean, like it, this is always in drumming. It's not something you're not used to, but the physicality of doing that and then doing yeah. that every night for a couple hours for two months has got to be a lot. It, it is. And it, it was, and um, you know, uh, kind of going back to your other question of uh, you know, what was the pandemic like for you? And yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. It was hard at times, but I honestly, it, I would be a complete liar if I didn't tell you that I, I did, you know, kind of fully embrace the rest, you know, because this <laughs> yeah. is, it's, from 2009 to 2019 that's 10 years of constantly going 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 and that was just my body was just deteriorating like my my entire right side of my body was just getting messed up my right shoulder my right wrist and then my right elbow started feeling it so um the pandemic also kind of gave me a chance to like really focus on rehabbing my my body myself and um and and just learn how to maintain better and i think that from now going forward, I have a better understanding of, of, um, 
what I need to do to be able to continue to play the way I play. Cause again, I made my bed by, you know, coming out in my twenties and, and, uh, and playing the, the crazy, being the, the crazy, you know, uh, performer that I wanted to be and that, that I wanted to get, get better at. But as I got older, I'm just like, Oh man, I'm having a hard time keeping up with this now. <laughs> uh, but now I feel, I feel like I, I'm just really focused on my health. I, I exercise every day. I eat healthy. I don't drink a lot. I have like wine or two at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, get enough sleep. I have ice rat. Like I, I do icing, conditioning, stretching, every like everything. And uh, that's really just been really helping. I also have a drum kit that I warm up on before, before I hit the stage. So I feel really good and primed before we go on stage. And um, I used to have the thought in, my, in the back of my head when I would walk onto the drum kit on stage in front of 10,000 screaming uh, music fans. And I never, I, I hated the fact that somewhere in the back of my mind, I, like this voice was telling me, this is going to hurt. This is good. This is, <laughs> this is going to, re- you're, you're going to be feeling this after the show. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> and, um, and I hated that feeling. Like, yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like having the time to be able to focus on my health and also um, now having, having touring being taken away and now having a whole new appreciation for having it back. We don't take yeah. it for granted anymore. And I think that um, from here on going forward, uh, I just want to keep that feeling. I want to keep that old excitement that I used to feel from when my sister and I were kids and we started playing and I, I don't ever want to walk on stage and, and think like, okay, I'm punching into my job or, or, or falling into my routine. And, you know, I, I, I mean, as soon as you hit the first note, all that goes away, but I, right. I hate, I hate the feeling of going up on stage and, and thinking about the painful repercussions of playing an hour and a half set on the drum kit. I don't want to feel that way. So yeah. um, as long as I do all the things I need to do to keep myself healthy and to keep myself um, so amped and buzzed to, to go on stage and just give it my all, then, uh, then, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's one of those silver linings. Like you talked about just a chance to rehab a little bit and take a new approach. And like yeah. you and I are about the same age. I think I'm a little older than you are. And you know, those are those things that I used to do when I was in my twenties and it was like, ah, no big deal. And now I'm like, yeah. I probably ought to stretch before I go try this stuff. Yeah. So I mean, Josh, Josh is another one who's just, you know, he's always played sports his life. He, he's very, very knowledgeable of, uh, you know, athleticism and stuff like that. He, he is, he is very, very athletic. And, and the two of us together have kind of really helped each other stay on top of, of all that. Um, like we bring gym equipment out with us. So we'll, we'll just like set oh, up nice. like a little, I got like a little travel gym, like a little pull-up bar, some adjustable dumbbells and a bench that we'll just set up in the parking lot. And we'll just do a workout in the parking lot. We'll get some, some sun, get some vitamin D. And then before and after we'll do stretching, we'll do, you know, so we're just, you know, we're in our thirties now. It's like, we yeah. gotta be on top of this. You know, like <laughs> We want to keep on doing this well into our nineties. So, right. um, so now we're just taking it a lot more seriously because yeah. yeah, like now that we got it back, it's like, okay, like now we just got to do whatever we, we can't lose this again. Like we gotta, yeah. we gotta stay on top of it. it. It's that summer back to music. Everybody's on tour. Everybody's got a new record out. And it's, if you're a music fan, it's just the best thing ever. Cause it's all coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I, I'm seeing that now. Not only are all the bands, including us, like really amped now and, and you know, giving it even more than 110% on stage, but even the crowds too. And I think it's just that yeah. mutual appreciation. And 
and, you know, kind of realizing how important it really was to us um, before it all was taken away. And, you know, after experiencing not having it, uh, like I said, uh, just talking to the fans online and just hearing about how much they missed it. And now it's back how grateful they are for it yeah. and how grateful I am for it. Um, yeah, we, we just we don't take it for granted anymore, you know, like because you never know. Poof, it could be all gone tomorrow. So make it count. Yep. Make it, you know, since we have it, like, you know, really enjoy it and, and just don't. Yeah, just don't take it for granted. Really. Yeah. Those first times I went back to like the first two shows I went to was just like a rush, like chills the whole time. Cause I know. <laughs> you don't realize, I, you don't really realize how important that is until it's gone. And then you go back and you're like, wow. Like I really took this for granted. And I know. And much. I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for all the bands for doing virtual shows and, and mm-hmm. just trying to do everything that they possibly could right. to, to keep the, uh, just to keep everyone's morale uh, during the pandemic. Cause God, so many people are going through such way more hardships than we went through because you, you know who really felt it was our crew because oh, they God, yeah. totally depend on touring when we would take time off to make a record they would hop on with other bands and yeah. just to pay rent just to pay the bills so our crew really felt it even more so than us and all of our fans that that were in the service industry all of our fans that that depended on having to uh, work in public spaces, um, mm-hmm. having that taken away really, really hurt them badly. And so I just, uh, so uh, when, when we were making this album and we were writing for it, all of that was fodder for song. Like all of that was inspired us to just do the only thing that we could was just try to just make music and, and try to just help people through their times with music because music does heal it really does help. Um, it's not going to fix all your problems, but it can help you cope. So, um, you know, that's, that's all we can ever do. Absolutely. Well, those of us on the other side are thankful for you guys. Well, to I, do what I, you do. I, I'm right there with you because I, I feel that I, it's also, it's a, it's a give and take too. Cause right. you know, uh, other music, other bands that I'm a fan of, they help me get through tough times. So I can relate to our fans on that level. And it's, it's surreal, man. It's, it's crazy. That feeling that you get when, when you talk to a fan, they say your music helped me get through this and that. And I think like, Oh my God, I remember feeling that way about this song and this band and this band that I looked up to when I was younger mm-hmm. and this, that, and this and that. And even now, and to, to, to put myself in that position is, is, is bizarre it's it's but it's really cool and it, it just it makes you want to keep going it makes you want to not settle and just keep uh you know keep up in your game uh, as as you go you know because you don't want to let anybody down awesome well like i said i'm looking forward to seeing you guys live and rj i appreciate talking to you it's always great to- oh thank you man it's, this has just been a fun chat it's been fun getting a nerd out on all this with you Thanks for listening to my talk with RJ Hale from Hailstorm. Check out their new album, Back from the Dead, when it comes out on May 6th. And also, catch them on tour. Head to hailstormrocks.com for complete tour information. If you're in Omaha, where I'm from, Hailstorm is coming to Stir Cove on May 13th. And tickets for that show are available at stircove.com. Please subscribe to the Pops and Hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app or head to popsandhisses.com, where you can listen to the podcast and find more music news, reviews, interviews, and podcast episodes. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at OmahaMusicGuy or find my page on Facebook by searching for my name. Thank you, as always, to Herdat Media for producing the show and find lots more of our podcasts. There's so much good stuff, tons of entertainment, sports, and just entertaining, fun, interesting things at Herdat 
media.com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. A Media Production.